Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Wernick-Hoffman syndrome found under the neurology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An infant is brought to the pediatrician by his mother due to muscle weakness. The mother reports that the infant's weakness has progressively worsened. He is unable to sit unsupported, has a weak cry, and suck. On exam, there is fasciculations of the tongue and fingers with absent deep tendon reflexes. Molecular genetic testing for the SMN gene is ordered. Let's continue with an introduction to Wernick-Hoffman syndrome. This is also known as infantile spinal muscle atrophy, or SMA. It is the most common and severe of the SMA disorders, and it is due to degeneration of the anterior horn, which leads to muscle weakness and this may occur in the lower brainstem and spinal cord. It is due to an autosomal recessive mutation in the SMN1 gene. It may present in utero when the mother may notice decreased or absent fetal movement late in pregnancy. In terms of the epidemiology, this commonly presents in the neonatal period. Unfortunately, median survival is only about 7 months with an onset at birth. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include symmetric flaccid paralysis, Remember that most affected infants are hypotonic at birth. There will also be proximal muscle involvement, with lower extremities being greater than upper extremities. There may also be sparing of the upper cranial nerves, so the patient may have normal eye movements. On exam, one may note absent or decreased deep tendon reflexes, tongue and finger fasciculations. Infants may have flaccid, quote-unquote, frog-like posture, and they may have a restrictive respiratory insufficiency. In terms of the evaluation, molecular genetic testing can help to confirm the diagnosis. Electromyography may demonstrate fibrillations and sharp waves, and one may perform a muscle biopsy. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about congenital myasthenia syndromes and congenital myopathy. In terms of treatment, treatment is typically supportive. Ensure nutritional support and respiratory assistance and manage weakness. In terms of the prognosis, Remember that there is a 95% death rate by 18 months of age and 100% by 4 years of age. And lastly, in terms of complications, patients may have the development of kyphosis and scoliosis. Patients may have weakened pulmonary muscles, so there will be decreased respiratory support from the musculature, which can lead to hypoxia and central nervous system damage. There may be malnutrition from difficulty in food intake, and there may be immobility with a combination of muscle weakness and degeneration along with a host of other orthopedic problems such as scoliosis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Wernick-Hoffman syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A six-month-old boy presents to his pediatrician for a wellness exam. The mother reports that her child has difficulty rolling from his back to his front and sitting unsupported. The patient is able to smile and furrow his brow normally, but she has noticed that he has a weak cry and suck. He was born at 38 weeks gestation via spontaneous vaginal delivery without any complications. The mother said that the patient appeared normal until the past few weeks. On physical exam, his extraocular muscle movements are intact, and a symmetric smile is seen. He has symmetric flaccid weakness of both his upper and lower extremities. He also has a bell-shaped chest. Deep tendon reflexes are diminished. 
which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are, choice one, anterior horn cell degeneration. Choice two, axonal demyelination. Choice three, decreased acetylcholine receptor density. Choice four, impaired acetylcholine release. Or choice five, myonecrosis. The best answer to this question is, choice one, anterior horn cell degeneration. This patient's symmetric flaccid paralysis is highly suggestive of spinal muscular atrophy type 1, also known as Werdnick-Hoffman syndrome, which is caused by anterior horn cell degeneration. Spinal muscular atrophy type 1 is an autosomal recessive condition due to a survival motor neuron 1 deletion on chromosome 5, resulting in anterior horn cell degeneration. This results in flaccid paralysis, diminished or absent deep tendon reflexes, and tongue fasciculations. The upper cranial nerves, such as those that control eye movement and facial expression, are typically spared. However, there is a weakness in the bulbar muscles, which results in a weak cry, poor suck, and poor swallow reflex. This condition can lead to respiratory failure and death by two years of age. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice two, axonal demyelination is seen in multiple sclerosis, an autoimmune disorder. This patient does not fit the demographics of this condition, which typically affects young adults. Choice three, decreased acetylcholine receptor density is seen in myasthenia gravis, an autoimmune condition where there is an immunologic destruction of acetylcholine receptors. This condition is typically seen in young or elderly patients. Choice four, impaired acetylcholine release is seen in botulism. Botulism is caused by exposure to the toxin which impairs acetylcholine vesicle exocytosis, which is not suggested in this vignette. Choice five, myonecrosis can be seen in Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is most commonly caused by a frame shift or nonsense mutation of dystrophin gene. It is typically seen at two to three years of age, and boys have proximal muscle before the distal muscle weakness, and it affects the lower extremities before the upper extremities. Patients also have a Gower sign, where boys use their hands to push themselves to be upright. Finally, a bullet summary. Spinal muscular atrophy type 1, also known as Werdnick-Hoffman syndrome, is an autosomal recessive disorder that results in anterior horn cell degeneration. That's all for this review about Werdnick-Hoffman syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.